what's going buddy? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know who it is. This is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast, brought to you by MSOTD Rocks or Rock and Metal Thrive. Happy special Wednesday, buddy. It is July 21st, and guys, I've been waiting to do this episode for like two months, actually, at least for two months. I've been waiting to record this thing for a month, but man, this one was freaking awesome. I can't wait you guys to hear it. But before we get started, I want to thank our sponsor, Phoenix Fitness. Again, we got Conscious back. I'm jumping into Mosh Pits. I'm having a freaking blast, but I want to make sure I'm on top of my game fitness-wise, so that is many cons are coming back. I can constantly get back in that mosh pit and make sure my body is in physically fit shape. So, you know, I'm always in the gym. I'm always working out. So in order to make sure that my body's tip-top shape, reach my fitness goals, I'm using Phoenix Fitness and all their supplements, their vitamins, everything they have in order to make sure my body's in peak condition, like pre-workouts, BCAA compounds to recover with, protein, multivitamins, whatever it might be. If you want to check them out, please do. And at checkout, use code MSOTD to get 15% off of your entire order. Link in the description below. But now on to our feature presentation. If you guys are post-hardcore fans, this is definitely one you're going to want to check out because Anthony from the band Capstan is our guest. We talk all about the brand new album, Separate, which is coming out on Friday, July 23rd. Talk about what the band's been up to. And honestly, we just have a fun time for about an hour. So you guys can enjoy this podcast fully, and enjoy the music, man. Are you guys ready? Because I sure as hell am. So enough with me chit-chatting. Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast, all you post-hardcore fans out there probably got to be just like foaming at the mouth for this band to release their brand new album, Separate, so... Before they release the album in full on July 23rd, 2021, why not get to know about a little bit of, like about it with us? So we have Anthony DeMar from the band Capstan with us. So Anthony, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited for this. I'm, I'm very excited to have you on as well because I'm pretty sure like I've been trying to get make this happen for about maybe a month before, like, like since we like we're working on shooting this because I think a month before we shot this, I was in Indianapolis at a hotel, like working on the preview stuff for all of this stuff, like going through as much as I could on you guys. And then all of a sudden, like, I've just been hanging out of this since then. So I'm just glad we're finally able to do this. Yes, absolutely. This is going to be a good time. Absolutely. Especially if like, cause I said, I was working on this while I was waiting for the Indy 500 to start. That was basically oh, what I was doing. I'm at the race. I'm just like, okay, let me start working on some of this stuff. All of a sudden the car start rubbing up. My brother's punched me. He's like, Kevin, come on the race. Start. I'm like, oh shit. Okay, here we go. <laughs> you know it's funny you say that i was actually in uh just an hour i don't know exactly where from indianapolis but about an hour outside of it uh we do a lake house party every year for uh the th- there's three of us that have all june birthdays in the same week so we just go up to uh, a lake house out there so it's kind of funny because it was right uh like right at the beginning of june oh no way because like just as yeah. i was leaving Indy, you guys are coming in my God, if, I was like, that had been the weirdest thing ever. All of a sudden, I would just end up like running you guys to like a restaurant or something and just like, oh, hey, I didn't know that I saw these guys at a random restaurant out of nowhere in Indianapolis and I get to talk to you all about it. But of course, that didn't actually happen. But oh, well, we're here now. Hey, yeah, exactly. 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 All right, Anthony, before we get really jumping into separate caps and everything with the music, I always like to start out these podcasts by asking my guests three separate questions. The first two, very simple, very easy. helps everyone get to know you. But the third one, <laughs> that's my favorite because it is the one that kind of puts you on the spot in a rather fun way. So the first question is, what is your name? Second question is, when it comes to Capstan, what do you do in the band? And the third is, 
I want to know a like fun fact or a fun, wacky, interesting story about yourself. One that will hopefully make me laugh so hard that I will fall out of my chair, smack my head on my table, and give myself another <laughs> concussion. Because I've heard some that have come close to bands uh, chloroforming their lead singer, taking him to a beach, burying him halfway in the sand, and like putting like a bunch of like ketchup all over the place, make it look like his legs got bit off by a shark. I've also heard stories of bands on the road and just all the wacky stuff that has happened there, including driving around and you got to find a bathroom, but you can't find a bathroom. So you just relieve yourself in a bottle, throw the bottle out the window, bottle comes back in through another window and basically gives the drummer a golden shower. (laughs) (laughs) So that's pretty good. So I'm Anthony. I'm the vocalist of Capstan. And a funny fact, um, I guess it would be about the band because anytime we have to stop for the bathroom for an emergency, we have a captain's hat. And if you're the one that is making them making us stop off of schedule, you got to put the captain's hat on when you go into the to use the bathroom. <laughs> so, so, so basically, if if you're the one that is like, oh my god, you guys, I have to go now. You have to stop. They obviously they stop, but your punishment, you wear the captain's hat. And I've had to wear the captain's hat before, and it's not very fun. <laughs> well, it's not but very, it's very fun. funny for everyone else. <laughs> I can say that kind of sounds like a fantasy football punishment for whoever comes in last place, just because it's something oh, that yeah, it's, something it's like em- that, yeah, it's embarrassing, but it's also fun, especially if you're the one that's not doing it. But it's not super duper over the top crazy, where all of a sudden, like, yeah. you know, you you pull off, you pull off like a like a wayside or a rest stop on the side of the highway. All of a sudden, you got to put on the captain's hat and you're walking into the bathroom. There's like 10 people in there and they're wondering, why the hell is this guy walking in here wearing a captain's exactly. hat? And the, the rest of the band just sit in the back, just laughing hysterically at everyone looking like, what the hell is going on here? Yes. And most of the time, it's not a, a, an easy rest stop off the highway. You have to like get off at an exit, go to like a public place, like a gas station or, you know, fast food restaurant or anything. And everyone's just like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah, usually what I do is like, because uh, when I was driving up north uh, in June, what ended up happening was like, I had to go to the bathroom real bad. I'm like, okay, the last exit before I get in the single lane highway and the next stop is basically my destination is this exit. <laughs> I'm like, okay, there's a gas station. I'm going to pull off. I'm going to stop there. I pull off and it says gas station west, four and a half miles. I'm like, there is no way in hell I want to deal with that. So I turned right and all of a sudden, like a half mile in, I'm basically getting into the woods. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to pull to the <laughs> side, run about 100 feet in, go to the bathroom, run out. And I just told myself, honestly, if I have to do that ever again, it's totally worth it. Yeah. I mean, it saves you gas money, too. And you're in the middle of the wilderness. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're, you're, kind of, you're reconnecting with nature in a way on that end. Plus, it'd be especially yeah. funny if all of a sudden it was someone wearing a captain's hat having to do that. So if one of the guys (laughs) in the band, when you guys are able to go back out on tour and tour with separate as the new album. Yeah. If someone's got to say, Hey man, we got to pull over. Holy shit. Pull over and just have some fun with them. Exactly. (laughs) So of course the main reason why we have you on is because your new album separate comes out on July 23rd. And I was trying to look at some of the things about this album. And it looks like it's a rather heavy album, especially with it, when it, with it being written during the lockdown of 2020 with the pandemic. So I got to ask, what was it like writing this album, especially during the whole entire lockdown period? So it was honestly, probably one of the uh, most productive ways to write. So all of our albums previous, we've been touring heavy, you know, and we're writing songs on the road and everything. Uh, When the pandemic hit, we were the only people that saw each other. So we basically, met up like a nine to five job, even though it wasn't those hours. And we worked every single day on this album. 
uh, writing different parts, demoing stuff. Um, and, you know, thank God for Joe. He, he wrote pretty much the entire album. Uh, down to melodies to to you know chord progressions to you know uh, just pretty much everything and it was a lot about his life but being able like we were lucky because I know there were bands out there that were like I haven't seen any of my band members in you know six seven months whereas for us we were the only people we saw so we uh, we really used it to our advantage in writing this record um, uh, we wrote she's i maybe 23 24 songs and we had never in demoing processes have ever scrapped any song that had completed vocals on it and i think we scrapped maybe 10 11 songs that we had completed fully we we're just like you know what this just doesn't make the cut and we pushed and pushed to make sure that we thought every song could be a single if we wanted it to be so i think that that was very um we were very lucky in the worst of the times you know, nobody ever saw that coming. So it was just, uh, we, we tried to use it to our advantage. Yeah. No one saw what happened in 2020, especially around middle of March and all of a sudden everything got shut down. And then, you know, basically everyone was basically kind of like stuck in their house for a couple of months and then yeah. things started to slowly open up. But the key is, cause I like to talk about this with a bunch of different bands, especially ones that are coming out with new music now, because it's always interesting to see what the process was like and what the mindset was like to really create something. And when I find albums that have been consistently just, incredible in terms of construction from top to bottom in terms of just the song placement in on the run through everything about it it's really the bands that really took this time to just say okay yeah it's a pandemic everything's being shut down and we can't really do anything we can't go out and tour we can't just go out and be our normal lead our normal lives but what can we do with this time to make the most of it and make sure that when we look back on 2020 we say we did the most with the time we had and it clearly seems like you guys did that Absolutely. And we were um, also lucky that um, towards the end of the year, we were able to go to uh, a small town outside of Austin, maybe 40 minutes outside of Austin to work with the producer machine. Um, and we had four weeks with him out in the middle of nowhere. So, you know, it had been going on for that entire year and we were able to go to a remote location and actually record the record, which was um, we were very grateful for and very lucky to do so. Oh, absolutely. There were plenty of bands that had worked on material that had demoed stuff. And when it came to meeting with the producer to really put these final mixes together, I still know some bands that have been are still waiting to get back into the studio to finish these things. And it's because of, okay, now the pandemic hit and these producers either had to shut down their studios or move their studios to a completely different location. It And it's just incredible to see everyone's story and hear about it and hear the fact that you guys were able to get with your producer for four weeks in a remote location in the middle of Texas in 2020 to really work on this and put this together and make separate the best possible album it could be. Yes, absolutely. And I think the cool part about it is um, in all of our past recording experiences, we were never able to go to one spot, stay there like at the studio and uh, record a record together. So it was, you know, the five of us with our content guy, uh, so six and we like kind of camped out there and we all stayed and that was the only focus was to record this record and i i think that also shows in the recordings at least in my eyes it does um that you you were we were really able to focus and put our heart and soul into it did you find it easier to work in that kind of a setting where you guys were all together in one specific location for that amount of time working on this album writing this album uh making the recordings producing it 
instead of just what you guys had normally been doing consistently being on the road and then writing it maybe a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit in this spot, working on this spot. Was it easier to just like focus in that one area, kind of like kind of like an office in a way? Yeah, no, I feel like I feel like it definitely uh, brought a lot of more a lot more chemistry to the music itself, even like not only with us, but uh, to the music. And I prefer it that way now that we've been able to do it. I say after listening to the single so far, I really hope that you guys continue to do that, especially going forward in your careers, just because listening to the singles, listening to how everything is flown together so far especially especially the song Shades of Us. I think that was your first single as well. Just how everything went from one piece to the next. You could easily tell that the chemistry was there when it came to writing this song. You could easily tell that when you dove deep into that song in terms of the vocals, in terms of the instrumentals, in terms of the whole entire meaning of the song that I, I assume Joe ended up writing that song as well. So putting everything together on that, you could just really feel the chemistry and really feel the continuity between all five of you guys to really make that happen. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um... And honestly, I would love to continue to work with Machine, at least even just for vocals. It was probably the best uh, experience I've had. Uh, very, very uh, hands-on. He was almost like my coach, you know, and it, and it was just uh, very comforting. And like I was able to, to feel comfortable while I was using the uh, studio for my takes and stuff. So. Now, when you came to working with Machine, was it something where it just, you, it was just that comfort level? Like, how did that comfort level just get built with the fact that you guys, again, were out there for four weeks producing this stuff to really create everything? Was there just like a natural comfort level that got built up or was it just something where the way that he worked and the way that he ended up producing with you guys, was that just something that really connected with you? I think it was kind of a mixture of both, but he was just like involved in the process he was on board he liked the music and he wasn't afraid to like show us and tell us that and he was a hype man as much as he was an engineer and a producer and uh he had a, a small team that he worked with out of the studio and they were also really awesome people and just it was kind of a gen just genuine people you know and that's sometimes in this world it's hard to come by so that that was something that i think really shows in our music as well Though, absolutely. Because I think during this, during my time recording this podcast, I've been able to talk to one producer when it came to actually like something that actually like really produces music on the, like on a podcast. And it was very interesting to hear how he talked about trying to like push the artist that he was working with, who was also sitting next to him when I was recording it as well, to really focus in, especially vocally, where it's the guy would do so many different takes. And it's just like, okay, but I don't believe you. It's like, you got to really believe what you're saying. You got to really get in that headspace. It was trying to force him to understand where his mindset had to be in order to properly give the emotion and probably give the perfect pitch and the perfect sound on the vocals needed to not only complement the instrumentation, but to really let everything flow together so that the meaning and the message behind the song could be felt not only when you're listening to the lyrics and listening to the vocals, but listening to the instrumentals and letting them be your guide through that emotional process. Hey, absolutely. And uh, coming from someone that doesn't write like most of the lyrics, that is something that is extremely important that I have to do. And, you know, regardless if the song is written about, you know, someone else's personal experience, most of the time, at least with the five of us, there in some way, shape or form, there is a, an experience we've had that you can connect to the lyrics that we're singing, whether or not it being like exactly what it was written about. I always have to put myself in that mindset. And, um, well, sometimes it can be hard to do, but, I mean, ultimately, with the experiences we've had, there's some way that even if it's not the intended way of the lyrics, I can connect to it. 
And that's what I try to do with, uh, with songs that I haven't written myself. And, you know, with this album, I feel, um, I feel a connection to it in different ways than how it was originally intended. Like, like Joe had written. So. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is like what Joe was specifically writing about during this album is not going to be something that you've specifically gone through due to the fact that, again, even though you guys are in the same band, your lives and how you've led them can be completely different. So when it comes to creating something like this, and especially for you trying to sing on and have these vocals really stand out with the lyrics, but also trying to match that exact same mindset that Joe was having when he wrote this, what you have to do is you have to find a way to connect yourself personally to it, especially use the metaphors that are in the lyrics to find that emotion that's being at the base of those lyrics and base the meaning of the song, but then take that and use it in your personal experience because then you're going to be singing about maybe something that you went through, but the emotion is going to be the same. And you can better exactly. connect to what Joe was trying to portray so that when you sing uh, and when you put your vocal track down, you're basically matching up what the instrumentals are, are showing you, but you're also hitting exactly the emotion that Joe is trying to portray with these lyrics. Exactly. Yeah, you got hit it right on the on the head of the nail. <laughs> well, it's the same. It's the same way that uh, like any any anyone that listens to music connects with their favorite bands because you can listen to something where I mean, hell, I'll listen to a bunch of different music and I know I don't really understand exactly what they're what the artist is specifically writing about unless they completely tell me about it. Right. But then again, it's something where if I don't know exactly what you're talking about, if I really look and try and connect the song, there's going to be some sort of core emotion to that song, to those lyrics, to the instrumentals that I can listen to and I can connect with something that's specific in my life. And all of a sudden now I'm connected to this song. I'm connected to this band. That's why people go to live shows because you get people from all different walks of life, all different religions, all different races, all different everything. They can be the most completely different people, but because you connect with the band and connect with the song on that exact same emotion, hell, it's like you guys are like everyone. That's why people enjoy going to live shows that people miss the fact that, you know, for 2020, we were without being in crowds where everyone just enjoyed themselves because we all connected to the music in a common way over the motion of the songs. Exactly. And that's the beauty of music. And it also highlights the community of the scene that we're in. And I think that it's it's a very powerful thing. And that's why I love doing what I do. And that's why I love doing this as well, because then I get to connect with you guys in a different way as well. But then now with, of course, concerts back in full swing, I'm just like, yes yeah so- here we go <laughs> we've been waiting you know yeah were you guys able to perform at all during the pandemic or were you guys like focusing on writing because i know in a certain place in the united states specifically like texas and florida that i knew of places that were doing smaller shows more outdoor shows as well some like some socially distant shows as well so were you guys doing anything like that or was it just so focusing on the writing to make sure this album was as best as it could be um, it was mainly all writing. Um, I think the only performing we did were some acoustic live streams. Uh, that was that was pretty much it. And then we did like, you know, um, certain things like on Twitch. We did like a Hot Ones Challenge type deal and just talked about some stuff. But yeah, mainly the only performing we did was acoustic and it was like live stream. There's, I mean, there's a lot of bands that end up doing stuff like that as well, but you had like for bands, you had to do that in order to really continue to connect with your fans. I've seen like we, during 2020, we saw different bands do different live streams. Of course, when we're starting out with those live streams, they were pretty much like, okay, here's what the live set would have been like, but you can't really do that in a live stream because the fans aren't right in front of you. And then as the years, and then as 2020 went on, even in 2021, seeing some of these live streams and how they evolved into be something that was kind of larger than life in a way. 
And the two yeah. that really stick out to me were the two falling in reverse shows because, especially the second one that they did. The second one was it was over the top, insane with all the different, uh, like the green screen technology, all the background stuff with the, the technology. Holy crap, was that insane! And then the last one that Moses and White did right in the middle of June, what they did at an asylum. Holy crap, just how they had that set up. I'm like, my god, these live stream things are getting insane. Yeah, they definitely they definitely started going over the top and. You- you kind of started to see something like change, like the change of the digital era, like no shows. Okay. Well, we're going to bring it to you then. And I, I think that the spike in live streams and the amount of creativity that comes out of it has been, was actually pretty awesome. What I'm really curious to see is how was the bands that really perfected these live stream shows and really were doing a lot of these live stream shows potentially could translate them into their own live set so that now we kind of get something, like a grander production in a way, but of course right. you're going to have the fans in front of you as well, going absolutely ape crazy in a mosh pit. Like I would be, and probably get my face, <laughs> you know, beat up once again, he'd get a huge cut above my eye, but I wouldn't care. You know, it's part of life. It's part of being in the pit, you know, <laughs> it's part of being in the pit there. There's, it's like going at your own risk, but I know the risks. I know the potential problems that could happen in there. I'm going to go in anyway, because it's too much fun. I'm, I'm not going to exactly. say no to it. Yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> Well, I mean, because you, again, you said you guys did like some uh, acoustic live performances. You guys really worked on Twitch. What, especially during 2020, how useful did you find that in terms of connecting with your fans? Especially with the fact that that was really the only way you guys could connect with fans was online, due to the fact that you couldn't go out and perform live. You couldn't really go out and see people because social distancing right. was the big thing. So, in order for bands to really continue to not only stay in the mindset of fans, but continue to grow. Of course, the online thing was definitely going to have to be a huge, huge asset. So how did you guys manage that? Uh, just by doing the live streams and stuff, we would do, um, you know, Q and a, uh, just live and trying to read all the comments of people coming through and just answering questions. Essentially. Um, we set up, uh, Harry had a, a home studio at the time. So we kind of set up all the audio to make sure the audio sounded nice and, you know, singing the songs and kind of just talking to our fans via online was the best way we were able to do that. Um, we started a Patreon. And since then, we started our own little podcast for the Patreon listeners um, that we do once a month. So even though touring is coming back and live shows are coming back, we were able to create something that uh, that is a little more intimate for, you know, the fans that want to be a part of it. And I think that that, that is uh, something nice that we were able to do through the pandemic and like um, another way to connect with our fans. And especially with that podcast on Patreon, it's with the fact that live shows are back and you guys are going to end up going out on the road touring once again, you can continue to create a podcast for once a month for the patrons on Patreon from the road because when you're on the road, I, I've heard so many different stories from so many different fans about all the crazy stuff that happens on the road. It, it, it's like impossible to have some sort of a crazy story. They're not to have some sort of a crazy story. So the fact that you guys potentially share something like that with, with you know, the patrons that want to be a part of it, it continues to not only grow your, po- like this little podcast, grow your Patreon page, but also just grow your online presence as a whole because you're not neglecting that once touring comes back. It's you guys are taking, could take a look at that and say, okay, now that touring is coming back, how can we integrate what we did online and now that, and what we can do with touring and kind of make everything work together in harmony? No, exactly. And I mean, there is quite a bit of downtime on tour. Granted, 
you're much more tired than you are when you're just hanging out. But uh, we we always do a tour story segment. So even though touring hasn't been happening, now that it's coming back, we can finish off the stories of past tours and, you know, maybe have something that's topical to the moment that we're in. And I think that that's cool. I think it's cool. Like, and it's nice to be able to connect with fans on that level. Yeah, because all of a sudden what happens if you guys have a crazy tour story the day before you record that podcast, then you can literally share it, put it out there, and within two to three days, all of a sudden, a story, something that happened to you two to three days ago, the fans are already getting to hear about, know about, and they're getting even more excited to potentially see live because it's like, okay, what other crazy stories are they going to have? It just creates much more of an interest, but also much more of a connection to the fans where you're literally sharing stuff with them as it's kind of happening. Yes, exactly. And that's I think that's a pretty cool thing. Oh, it absolutely is. And I'm kind of, that's one major thing I'm curious about too, is not only with you guys, but with pretty much every single band that's really focused on the online presence during 2020 is now that touring is back, how are you going to integrate both that? Because you get like, there's people that have really built up a huge online following. How do you continue to bring, keep that going while also being on the road? And I know it's going to be, it's not going to be easy because life on the road is much more different than sitting at home yeah, or exactly. being in a studio. You're on the move. You're, you're eating at 3 a.m. in a Taco Bell drive-through, and the people are telling you, "No, it's closed. It's closed." And all of a sudden, they're like, "No, no, no, no. It's it's not closed. Your science is open." And then you call back a couple minutes later just to see what they say, and they're like, "No, no, we're open." And then you're wondering what the hell is going on. It was a podcast yeah. I recorded yesterday with uh, <laughs> it was a band that I had on in uh in the beginning of June, and they basically ripped on their basis for fun because that's what they do. <laughs> after the after the episode, the basis messaged me and said, "Can I shoot one with you and basically get my revenge in a way?" I'm like, "Oh hell yeah." <laughs> So that's why oh, I'm getting that's all these great. crazy stories. <laughs> oh, but again, it's going to be interesting to see how this all happens when it comes to, again, you guys getting back on the road. However, I feel like with the mindset that you guys have, and especially with what you did during the pandemic, where you're going to take a look at the time that you have and figure out how you can make the most of it in terms of, okay, this is what, this is what life is like right now. What can we do to continue, especially make sure our live shows are kick-ass, make sure we connect with the fans, but also make sure that online we're still connecting with all the fans there and the online presence continue to grow because, I mean, hell, even after the pandemic, people are still going to be living on their phones. People are still going to be constantly on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Twitch, on TikTok, on YouTube, wherever it might be to connect with what they like and especially when it comes to music, connect with their favorite bands. Exactly, yep. And uh, I'm curious to see how these shows do when they start coming back too, you know, because I don't know if everybody like, you know, personally is ready to be around people, you know, so I know most of our, most of the fans are like, I'm ready for live music to come back, but there's still going to be some people that are going to be like mm, a little weary about it. I don't know. Maybe, it, maybe should I go to the show? Should I not? So I'm very curious to see the, how the crowds react uh, when we get back out there. That's definitely going to be something to, to see. And for you guys on stage, there's going to be something to have, you're going to have to gauge during that live performance because of course the people are going to be at that show are going to be all in on it. They're, they're not, it's, we've been without cops for over a year at that point. We're not going to be able to wait to just enjoy and watch our favorite bands. Hell from like middle of July until like basically end of September. It's like every single week. And I've got like one to two to sometimes even four or five shows I have to go see. And I'm just Which like, is, I, I'm like, I'm not missing yeah. out on that. I missed out on that for a whole year. I, if exactly. I over, if, if for some reason I overdose on shows, I am not going to complain about that. If my bank account right now is probably saying, Kevin, stop fucking buying concert tickets. I'm like, but, <laughs> but, but, but I got, I got to see, I get to see I sign kills twice in like four days, but that's Which fun. Which is amazing. Like, yeah, that, no, I, fun. I'm uh, 
I'm looking forward to even going to see some shows uh, in the future. So, like, you know, I, yeah, touring and playing, but I also love live music myself. So I'm like, I can't wait until I can go and stand in the sweet spot and listen to one of my favorite bands playing music. You know, like it's, it's a, right. it's a, a no, cathartic thing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now I got to ask you this. When it, now the live music come back, what's the one band that you got to go and see live? Whether it's one that you want to go and see that you haven't seen yet or one that you've seen plenty of time that you just want to go see again. I would love to see an every time I die show. Really? And, oh yes. If they when they announce anything, I'm ready. <laughs> Trust me, that's like me anytime Rise Against announces anything. I'm just like, where, 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 where? is it? Where is it? Yep. Yeah, and also they release tour. I'm like, oh man, they're not even coming any like. And they first release, I'm like, they're not coming anywhere near me. What the actual hell? Then I find out I'm going to a bachelor party in Vegas, and the first night I'm there, they're playing at the Cosmopolitan. So I'm like. Well, I'm going to tell my friends, see you guys later. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to this show. <laughs> and I'm going to go see him the next week and the week after that and the week after that. Then it's a, then days with Ice Night Kills. Like, it just keeps getting crazy. But, again, there's going to – I understand what you're saying where there's going to be some people that are hesitant to go back to shows, especially what we experienced over the past year. But right. just as time goes on and these shows continue to happen, those people that are going to be a little bit weary will end up coming back. Yeah, I, I believe so as well. It's just uh, getting back into the groove of things, I think. Absolutely. So I got to ask you this. When are you guys getting back out on the road? If you're able to say. Um, so, yes, we are going uh, in November. We'll be out for the month of November uh, with the Tiny Moving Parts, uh, Belmont, and Proper. You're going out with Belmont? Yeah, Belmont will be direct support to Tiny Moving Parts. And we are, uh, it's us and Proper. Holy shit. All right. Now, guys, you, I really hope when that announcement comes out with the listing, especially knowing that Belmont being from a city 90 miles south of me, you guys end up coming up this way because seeing Capstan and Belmont in the same show, th there's no way I'm missing that. Yeah, actually, it's a uh, continuation of the tour that uh, when COVID hit, we had we were three days in and we had to cancel the tour. So we were in uh, Palatine, Chicago, and or Palatine, Illinois, sorry. And we drove to my parents' house in Detroit when everything was hitting the fan. We were one of the last tours to cancel. And we just had to drive back to Florida because uh, the pandemic had started. Um, so this is kind of a continuation uh, with a different opener on the on the tour. But totally uh, yeah, I believe the beginning of November and we go up until just before Thanksgiving. Well, I hope because, again, you guys were uh, in Illinois. I hope you guys make your way back around that and maybe go a little bit north into Wisconsin so that I can be like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. I can't remember the dates offhand. We do have that. We have announced it, um, but I, I'm pretty sure we we play Wisconsin. I think we do. I think we do. I, uh, don't quote me, but I won't. I won't quote you until it until it comes out. But I mean, now I'm getting even more excited because that means I get to go to see another show. My bank account's gonna be like, Kevin, are you seriously buying another concert? Gonna be like, damn, hell yeah, I'm serious. Are you fucking kidding me? And then all of a sudden, big boom. <laughs> all right, you're out like this amount of money. I don't care. It's going to be fun anyway. I, I would much rather spend the money going to concerts and enjoying everything than like just like, okay, I'm going to spend it on, you know, on, on going out for a night and just drinking because, well, I get like four drinks with the, with the price of a concert ticket. I'm like, I'd rather be in a mosh, <laughs> in a mosh pit for like three hours instead of just like drinking four drinks in an hour and being like, all right, what now? Right. <laughs> but, um, hey. I'm just taking a look really quick. We play Madison. Uh, on November 2nd. It's the first day. Oh, uh, that's a Tuesday. Okay. Alrighty. That's definitely gonna be something that it's a Tuesday. It's at my full-time job that I still work. That's our busy time, but 
Yeah, that feels like a time where I'm going to have to just get in the car and just tough it out. It would be awesome. It's called High Noon Saloon is where we're playing. High Noon Saloon. Alrighty. Because I might have to, <laughs> I might even have to tell my brother, be like, hey, get your ass out of bed. We got to go. You got to come to me with the show. Why? Because I said so. <laughs> even though he does not like any of the kind of music that I like. He's much more of like a EDM kind of guy. However, for okay, some. You still can get down. You know, you can still yeah. get down. <laughs> However, if for some random reason, if there's a show that him and I will go to and we could just get go ape crazy at and enjoy it. It's got to be a ska band. No matter what, if it's, if all of a sudden like Goldfinger comes around and I see it, I'm like, dude, 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 you're coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Goldfinger rocks. I have to get him into Belmont and Capsan as well and be like, you're going to enjoy this shit. You know, I'm just going to one of the albums. I'm just going to send it to him and be like, hey, Scott, listen to this. Why? You're going to enjoy it. Jam just, it. Just enjoy it. <laughs> I can just see him. Why? Why should I enjoy this? Like, because I'm enjoying it. Duh. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, you can ask me, are there like incredible like like those unclean screams? I'd be like, maybe. <laughs> I, got, I gotta throw him off just a little bit just a little bit oh, but yeah. I'll, I'll see if i can try and get him out to that show as well because he lives out in madison so just be like hey, hey just take off of work for the day just night come on come on come on just come on yeah it's only a couple hours <laughs> yeah it's, it's only a couple hours plus it's like you your drive home is like 10 minutes man my drive home is a little over an hour right <laughs> and honestly i don't care about that drive I will, uh, if, if I need to, I'll just end up toughing it out and all of a sudden waking up on four hours of sleep going back to work. But the fact of the matter is, is I always look at it this way. And this is the way I look at a lot of concerts. Yeah, I could lose a lot of sleep trying to get to these shows. Yes, I could absolutely be tired the next day. But is being tired the next day worth an incredible concert? And then the next week, you're not going to worry about how much sleep you lost. What you're going to remember is the time you had at that live show. No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, you can't really catch up on sleep either. So it's like, oh, I'm going to go to this, be tired for a day and then back to the normal schedule. So, well, well, for me, especially this upcoming, like next couple of months, it's gonna be like, alrighty, I gotta, I'm gonna lose sleep the next day and we'll just see, we'll catch up the next day. Well, the problem is I'm not going to catch up the next day because there's another show the next day I'm going to see. Right. So it's just going to keep <laughs> happening and happening. And then all of a sudden I might try and catch up during the week, but I usually only get like five and a half hours sleep during the week anyway. Cause I'm always working on a bunch of stuff. And then well, just don't ever get much sleep. But honestly, yeah. I always think back at the times where it's like, okay, where are the concerts I've been to where I've like I've dragged myself to because I was either tired or it was a long distance or I'm just like I'm just not feeling it. And the ones that I've literally had to drag myself to because I bought tickets but I just wasn't feeling it are some of the shows that are the absolute best. Where I'm just yeah. like I, I'm so happy I went here and I become fans of a lot of these bands based off of those shows, which is amazing. Yeah, it's usually usually that's the way to do it. Yeah, I'm going to be tired, but okay, I'll do it. And yeah. you end up having a blast. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, okay, now I got to drive up to Minneapolis for the show. My friends want me to go see it already. I'll just do this. I'm driving up there. All right, I can either drive home at like 11 at night or I can crash at my friend's place because I went to school up there. So a lot of people are up there. I'm like, I'm just going to crash my friend's place, leave early in the morning and just see what happens. I went up there to go see, uh, well, I'll put it this way. The opener was Beartooth. So I was oh, already wow. like in super high energy mode right from the get go. I'm like, let's yeah, go. Those guys are awesome. <laughs> but I want to jump a little bit back into separate as well, because okay. right now you guys have released, I got to make sure I get the names of the three singles, right? So I got to pull up another screen of my computer because you've released three singles on this album before the release with Shades of Us, Take My Breath Away and Noose and Abandon. I've listened to all three and I got to say out of those three, man. Shades of Us just hits it, it. The again, like I said, like the way that everything flows together, it just hits perfectly. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, that that was my favorite for uh, the time, bef- like when we were picking them. And now I think um, Abandoned has kind of been uh, my my favorite since these songs have been released. I've kind of uh, vibed with that one a little more than I than I did with Shades uh, at this point. Uh, why is that? Just I'm just curious, honestly. I just think I, I don't know. Maybe it's the uh, the music video. I just like the music video better, or I don't know. My my opinions always change from them uh, from time to time. But uh, I can say that "Take My Breath Away" news that was the my favorite uh, music video shoot we've ever done. Ooh, very I... lax. Okay. So, say, why, why, did, why, why was a music video shoot your favorite? Oh yeah, yeah it's got to be a good reason. Very why. lax. Uh, we got to dress up, and we did a uh, we did like a little dance for the last chorus, and it was very fun to learn it. Never done a choreographed dance in, in a video ever, so it was very fun to do. Guys, are you like pulling out like the like shades of like Backstreet Boys and In Sync right there? Then, oh yeah, <laughs> no, it was very fun. Uh, a huge inspiration was uh, Don Broco. I don't know if you've seen any of their music videos, but they're amazing and they do a lot of choreographed dance in those. I I've heard their music. I haven't watched any of their music videos. Usually, the music videos I watch, it's usually there's people going absolutely crazy. It's dark. It's heavy. Or you get like uh, guys in masks just singing with deep, unclean vocals about the boogeyman, aka Baba Yaga. If there's my little Slaughter Prevail reference right there. Okay. Yeah, no, Don Broco's music videos are actually very fun. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of their music at first. And then I watched the music videos and then I got it. And then I was like, okay, now I'm like really vibing on this. So if you get a chance, just watch a couple of them. You you, you won't be disappointed, I don't think. I'm going to have to watch them all, especially if there's some choreographed dance in there. Like oh, whenever, yeah. I say whenever, like whenever I look at these like certain songs, whenever I go deep into them, because one thing I always try and pull out first is like what the meaning of the song is. And that's usually where I start to get that connection because then it's similar. Like when you we were talking about with your vocals, where when I find out the meaning of the song, when I kind of just get that core motion, I relate it to myself, then I can really figure out like the instrumentals and see how everything progresses to really amplify on that the emotion and then how the vocals match up with that as well to really create this story. And this kind of like guide like this guided tour through your emotions in a way. Yeah, it is. Absolutely agree with that. Because like Shades of Us, I mean, that one, not going to lie, that one took me for a ride. That one took me for yeah. quite the ride. Yes, absolutely. And that that song is is mainly about just wanting to be with somebody, but no matter what, how you look at it, your, you, you, your relationship with this person is just completely fucked. So, um, exactly. That's was, pretty much, I'll say that's yeah. exactly what I got out of it, too, and because... Like, because I was thinking about it too, where back in like 2017, the girl that I was dating, it was like everything from the 2016, everything was going right. Even when I was away for three and a half months from my last semester of college, like everything seemed to be going right. I came back and then all of a sudden it seemed like everything just started going wrong. No matter what happened, it was like, because I'm even taking a look at it, like reflecting on is important because it helped us see our own faults and allow us a chance to correct them. Happened to me and the spleen with my girlfriend in 2017 even though it was the right choice because my actions were sort of dragging us down, dragging me down between like life, depression, lack of communication, everything about that. But if I didn't reflect on it, I wouldn't understand what had happened. I wouldn't be open to talking about it. Not only that, but I wouldn't be open to knowing how it affected me and how to change it for the future in terms of not only just connecting with some other person I might be in a relationship with, but also other people in general. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, and you know, when you're struggling, you can learn a lot. And, uh, especially in those types of, uh, situations, 
No, absolutely. Because even I look back at it now, it's just like, at first, I'm like, I thought that, you know, there was definitely more problems like, okay, just certain problems, like circumstantial problems. And then I realized like a lot of those circumstantial problems were circumstances because of things that, uh, not that I was doing, but things that I was going through in terms of, okay, I just got out of college. I started a full-time job and where I was, I absolutely hated it. And I hated the fact that now I'm in a corporate setting. It seemed like everything I was going for college kind of led up to like, this is what you're going to be for your like rest of your career for the next like 40, 50 years. And I absolutely hate it. And I'm thinking, is this what my life is supposed to be like? So then it just took a toll on everything else. And it seemed like everything I did touch just basically turned to shit. Right. And that's, I mean, that can happen in, in anyone's lives. And that's another reason why I feel like you, maybe you connect to shades more than than a, the the next person or you know what i'm you know what i'm saying and that's another like way to play off of music like and how it gives you emotion oh absolutely because if when i get to go and see you guys live if i'm gonna go and watch if i'm gonna go see you guys and you guys will play shades of us of course i'm gonna connect with it in a certain way that the person that i'm gonna be standing next to probably isn't gonna connect with it in the same way or even right, as absolutely. impactfully, but because of what they went through in life, they might connect with abandon so much more than myself would, or take my breath away news like than I would. But the fact of the matter is, is what I, the fact that we're going to be seeing you guys live is we're going to connect with some kind of song, some kind of your music in a certain way. That's really going to be impactful on us. And when we do that, that's where the connection comes in, where we're going to be at that, at the venue, we're going to be hanging out there. We're going to be listening to music, just vibing out, jamming out, whatever it might be. But it's just that positivity that radiates from it where, again, when I listen to Shades of Us, I get to go, I kind of get to go back and realize certain things where, yeah, I did certain things where I put myself in those situations that basically kind of took me down in a way where everything I touched basically turned to shit. But if I don't realize that, then I could potentially make How can you mis- fix it? Exactly. If I didn't realize that, how can I make the mistake over and over? I can usually make the mistake over and over and over again. And then just keep blaming other things instead of just taking a look at what the real root cause of the problem was and then figuring out how to fix it from there. Absolutely. And sometimes it's even just like cutting the cord, even just being like, okay, got to cut this loose, got to start over with something. Because all of a sudden it's like, okay, because I didn't take a look at that time in 2017. I'm like, okay, me, my, me with the relationship wise, horrible, just was not good. Me and the job right. I was in, horrible, not good. Me questioning if life was even worth living due to the fact that I was just, it was just a horrible spot. But then reflecting on with shades of us, just reflecting on what had caused that and then realizing what I'd done to fix it, which was start something for myself, be able to start doing something that I enjoy to potentially take what I was doing for work and all of a sudden fix that with me doing something for myself. And now I'm here talking to you doing that exact same thing. So it's kind of coming full circle here in a really weird way, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. It's a good feeling too, when you realize it. And sometimes, you know, it'll, it'll take a minute, but usually things do come full circle, which is pretty cool. Which it really is. Okay. I got to ask you this question because I got to pull up a look like a list of the complete album. So out of all the songs that are on the album, which is the song that, you know, people are going to have to listen to when the whole entire thing comes out. Um, I would say, I would I would like to say alone. That that's probably my favorite song on the album. Um, and as you can see, we have uh, a wonderful vocalist that's featured on it, uh, Shane from Silverstein, which is a pretty cool um, cool thing for us, for me too. And talking about for full circle moments, uh, that's one of them. So because I grew up listening to that band, so 
So again, full circle moment where you grew up listening to Silverstein. And I got to say this about Silverstein. They're one of the most consistent bands I have ever listened to where they're like the, you listen from album to album. It's for me, I got to not going to lie. No album of theirs completely blows me away. But when I listen to their album, it's like, they're consistently good. Like, it's just like this consistency with just good quality music is completely there every step of the way. So even when I was looking at the list, I'm like, okay, which one stands out to me the most? I'm like looking the most forward to, and it is alone with Shane Tolk. I'm very curious to see how the instrumentals are going to work and not only that, but then how your vocal set and his vocal set are going to compare and contrast to bring out the power of the instrumentals, bring out the power of your vocals and really bring out the message in two completely different ways. Because when you have two different, when you have your, your singing on there and Shane singing on there, we might get two completely different styles. Again, I have no idea, but I can't wait for June or July 23rd. I almost said June 23rd. It's already passed. Okay? <laughs> can't wait for July 23rd to actually listen to this bad boy. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited for people to hear it. So now, everyone, when July 23rd hits, make sure when you listen to Separate by Capson, what I want you to do is don't just listen to that one single, even though that's like the thing you might be looking the most forward to. Listen to the album from top to bottom. And the reason I say is because there's a reason you guys put those songs one through 10. There's a reason you pick those 10 songs and they're ordered that way. It's incredible to go through that journey from top to bottom and really understand it. And if you guys need another album to kind of precurse into this, to really like get going and understand that full album feel, I kind of mentioned them earlier, Beartooth, listen to the new one, just top to bottom. And then prepare to understand how these albums are are like ordered from top to bottom and really get into the mindset of the whole entire meaning of the album and really reflect on what the album is showing you along with what it's going to show you about yourself. Absolutely. I, I, uh, that's the way that I pretty much only listen to music nowadays. You know, I don't, I don't really have a playlist that I play that often. If, if I'm going to listen to a band or an album, I will listen to the album and I just start it from number one and let it go through because that's how they were intended to be heard. Absolutely. And I understand like the use of playlists as well. Like even for myself, I've got different playlists I listen to when I work out because there's time to like, okay, I'm running. I just want to listen to a bunch of metal core just to really get going. When I'm, right. when I'm, if I'm lifting, I'm like, okay, turn on the bear tooth because I want that energy to go absolutely ape crazy. But if yeah. I'm listening to it now, I'm like, there's plenty of times I just want to listen to it from top to bottom because it takes you on a freaking journey and, and you get true. to, and you really get to dive deep into what the band or what the artist is trying to portray to you. And then you get to relate it to your own self. And all of a sudden, you pull out something that is absolutely incredible. Plus, if you just focus on the singles, there is something in there that you could completely miss that could be absolutely incredible. Again, Alone by Captain featuring Shane Toll from Silverstein could be the song that just blows you out of the water and be like, holy shit, this is one of my favorite songs of all time. But because, but if you don't pay attention to it because you're just paying attention to singles, you're going to completely miss out on that. It's 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 kind of a crime, actually. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we handpicked our singles. Um with the help of fearless as well, but we are, we're pretty stoked on all of, all of the songs regardless. It's just, uh, we're doing a different type of rollout. So we've already had three and there may be more in the future. There, there may be more in the future, but then again, we will get all 10 for sure on, July on the 23rd. 23rd. Yes, man. I keep, I'm going to keep pushing this out. I'm like, we're going to get all three on July 23rd. And that's the way it's that's, and that's the bottom line because I said, so <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I definitely need like to shave my head, get myself a couple of Steve Weisers, get myself an Austin three sixteen shirt, and say that. But you know what? I don't feel like shaving my head, and I yeah, can't do it smashing as well as... the two together and dropping them. 
I, I could easily do that. I mean, hell, I I worked for the I worked for the brewery when I was in uh, college for a uh, internship, and I worked for the distributor two years before that, putting out beer. So I am well versed when it comes to beer and the multiple different ways that you can drink it. In terms of, you can drink it very nicely out of can, out of glass. You can smash it Stone Cold Steve style. You can use a funnel, aka beer bong style. You can use it so many different ways. That's but true. Honestly. With this be with it being summer now, I mean, go out, listen to this album, listen to it outside, listen to it with your friends. Or one of my favorite things to do is, especially when the album comes out, here's another thing that you can do. Download it. Okay, download it. And then go on a drive and just start from top to bottom and just get lost in it. Because you connect with, for some reason, I don't know what it is, you connect with music, like a lot of people, so much more when you're just driving and you're just focused in on you got the road and all of a sudden the music's going and then you start thinking about certain things, but the music kind of drives your thinking and kind of guides you through certain things where all of a sudden you could get lost in your head and all of a sudden you're like, you're going to find out certain things about yourself you had no idea about. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Driving is, there is something different about it when you listen to it in a car, especially if you're by yourself. Or you can do what I do by yourself, windows rolled up, radio, put it max volume potentially blowing out my eardrums, but I <laughs> probably don't care at the moment. I mean, I'm pretty sure in like 20, 30 years, hearing aids are going to be, you know, to the point where it's going to be like, like a little microchip they put in your ear and I'm going to be like, okay, I'm good. Right. <laughs> Actually, there's probably a lot of us that are going to have to follow along with that because that's just going to be like, eh. especially live music lovers. I, uh, I know there's going to be some hearing damage, I'm sure. <laughs> I probably already got hearing damage at some, like somewhere deep in there because there's plenty of times where all of a sudden like, okay, I'm either right at the front, I'm in the mosh pit, or I always end up right next to the speakers. I only end right up in those three places. Just blowing your ears <laughs> Yeah, and all of a sudden it's like, all righty, especially when you get to like a super duper heavy song and all of a sudden you're like, Bruh. You can and feel it in your, in your heart rattle, your whole chest is rattling. Yeah, and then I lose hearing for the next three days, and all of a sudden there's a consistent ringing in my ear, and then I'm on a I'm on a call with like my boss or somebody. He's telling me something. I'm just like, what, what, what? <laughs> and then I'm on a and then I'm on a call with my boss and his boss, and his boss is doing the exact same thing because she was probably at the exact same show that I was at. Right now, there's something to be said too when you leave a venue and your ears like everything just kind of seems muffled, and you got a little bit of a ringing going on because now it's quiet. There, I, I'll never forget that that feeling and that sound after walking out of a venue, uh, listening to all the bands just blare their music in your face. And especially when you walk out with this feeling of just like pure bliss at the moment due to the fact that you saw that live show that you really wanted to see. And especially if it met or exceeded expectations. I mean, there's no like chance you're losing that smile when you walk out of the venue. Like you're just happy as all hell. Uh, what, and then when you wake up, I mean, you're still feeling like the residual effects from it. I've been to plenty of those times where I'm just like, I get come home and it's like, yeah, I uh, wish I was still back there. That was too much fun. And I haven't had oh, that. Yeah. I haven't really had like that full on feeling in almost a year or over a year, I should say. But yeah, that's going to end. <laughs> it's coming soon. Yeah, it's it's coming soon. And for me, it's going to happen very, very often because I'm seeing as many bands as possible, including Capstan when they come to Madison, Wisconsin. Yes. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> I hope so, to see you there. <laughs> oh, you'll see me there and you'll be in, you'll enjoy what I have to say as we close out this podcast. So Anthony, as we bring this podcast to a close, I always like to give the guests a chance to say what they want to say, plug what they want to plug anything. So Anthony, my man, the floor is yours. Well, as you know, Capstan's uh, album separate comes out on July 23rd. 
Um, you can find our merch and everything that you need at capstanband.com um, and follow us on Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, um, Apple Music, whatever uh, digital streaming platform you use. Um, but our handle is capstanband. And thank you for listening to this podcast. And I appreciate you having me on this podcast, Kevin. This has been a great time. It's been a great time, Anthony. And now it's time for me to end with three separate things. So you guys just listening or watching this on YouTube, you just heard what Anthony had to say about where you can find Capstan when it comes to separate coming out, where you can stream it and where you can buy the merch, all that stuff. But you guys know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to make it as easy as possible on you. So you look in the description of the podcast, you find Capstan online. You're going to see links to all their social media accounts, links to their Patreon, links to their Twitch, links to their YouTube, links to Spotify, Apple Music, where you can buy merch, all this kind of stuff. And you're going to see all the labels there. So it's going to be like a one-click, one-stop shop away kind of thing. Literally, I'm going to build a link tree for you in the description, basically. So I make it as easy as possible. So go like my Facebook. Go follow my Twitter and Instagram. Go subscribe to their Twitch channel. Go become a patron so you can get all those great podcasts that they come out with. Go buy some merch and make sure you stream, you pre-save, and you download separate when it comes out on July 23rd because you know I will. I mean, I've already pre-ordered it, so I'm set and ready to go. <laughs> now this, <laughs> Thank you. Now, the second thing, Anthony, now this is the one where every time I have a guest on the podcast that I enjoy having on, I always like to make a certain promise. This has happened 100% of the time, and this is continuing. You have not broken this tradition. However, the difference is with this one, I actually have a concrete date for this to happen. So the, the, the promise is when, when I get to see you perform live in Madison, on November 2nd, 2021, my promise to you is this, my good man. First round's on me. All right. I love that. <laughs> I'll take it. And I will absolutely 100% remember it because I've been to one show, like one smaller show in 2021. The band I've had on the podcast, I was not able to buy the guy that I interviewed a drink because it was late. I had to go Let's go to the Indy 500 the next day. The guy was getting <laughs> kind of mobbed by a bunch of fans. I had two six packs sitting in my car that I brought specifically for the band. Cause I'm like, Oh, we'll just go and drink them potentially later. Who knows? But I had to leave. So I'm like, okay, here you guys go. And I left. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So I do make good of my promises and I will be there November 2nd, 2021 in Madison, Wisconsin. And yes, I am fulfilling that promise. I always repay my debt. So first rounds on me, man. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kevin. You're very welcome. And so as I close this out officially, I cannot end this podcast with goodbye because Anthony, I would love to have you on the podcast again at some point in the future. Plus I've already got a date to, you know, make that promise, you know, fulfilled and make sure it's all paid off basically. So yes, I won't end this with goodbye because that's way too final. I'm ending it with see you later. I will see you later. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you for being on the show, man. Well, well, folks, that's my interview with Anthony from the band Capstan. Again, their brand new album, Separate, is coming out on Friday, July 23rd. Make sure you go pre-order it, pre-save it, download it, whatever it might be. Make sure you go check it out. Make sure you go check out Capstan online because when they hit the road, once again, you're going to want to know about it. You're going to want to get tickets to go and see them, especially playing with Belmont. Holy crap, I cannot wait to go see that show, especially over a second when they're playing in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm going to be sure to be there and make good of my promise of first rounds on me. For Mr. Anthony. Uh, again, you're going to want to follow all their stuff, subscribe to their stuff. Links are below for everything when it comes to Capsan. 
you're going to want to subscribe to everything when it comes to MSOT Rocks. we got a lot more of these podcasts coming out, the Corporate Progression Podcast. we got links in the below for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You're going to subscribe to our YouTube channel where all the videos of the Corporate Progression Podcast are on, along with the fact that we have the Corporate Progression Podcast on Spotify, Podcast, and iHeartRadio. I have all the links in the description below for you guys. So like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. This is awesome. And make sure, again, to check out Capsan's new album, Separate, coming out on July 23rd. Also, thank you, Phoenix Fitness, for sponsoring this video once again. And on that note, or I say this podcast, because I'm just recording the video, as always. So I'm just used to saying video. But on that note, that's going to be for me today, guys. Thank you for watching and listening to the Core Progression Podcast, brought to you by MSOTD Rocks or Rock'em to Thrive. My name is Kevin, and in radio voice, you know how I end every single one of these episodes with a big, healthy, and hearty C- Y'all, yeah.